Do your launches keep people on the edge of their seat waiting for the next thing, or are you losing people a couple episodes in? On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about creating binge-worthy launches and how to keep people watching to the end so they actually make it to the pitch. Stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. And welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. My name is Jess, and today I am going to talk about something that I thought about recently while binge-watching Homeland. I don't know if you've seen Homeland. I am obsessed with it right now. I think we're in season six now. But man, this show has me completely hooked. And while watching it, sometimes I need to give my brain a little bit of a break because in case you haven't seen it, it's a little bit intense. And so I'd like to wander in my thoughts from time to time. And the thing I was thinking about the other day was, man, I like we go to bed at night wanting to watch another episode. And it's like 10 o'clock at night and we're tired and we know we're going to fall asleep and we have to decide to stop watching. Like it is truly the definition of binge worthy. We cannot put it down. And it made me think what makes shows like this so addicting, right? And I can think of a few other shows that I've gotten completely sucked into and the things that they have in common with this show. And then it got me thinking, because I can never stop thinking about business. Maybe I'm not the only one. How do I make my launches binge-worthy? What are the things that they're doing in shows like Homeland, West Wing, Younger, which, by the way, is an awesome show and also very bingeable? What are they doing in shows like that that keep you watching and keep you clicking next episode and keep you staying up super late at night? What are they doing in those shows that we can then infuse into our marketing. I think that there's obvious psychology that goes into this, right? The writers of these binge-worthy shows know that people are binging them. So they intentionally create them in a way that makes people unable to stop watching. You cannot turn away. You have to hit next episode because, oh my gosh, the problem that was presented at the end of the last episode was solved in the middle of this episode, but now there's another problem. And that's exactly what I want to talk about on today's episode of the podcast, is how to create launches that do that, that create this binge-worthy nature, this subconscious demand for what's next. And I think that this is really something that will set your launches apart from what other people are doing. There's a lot of really mediocre launching going on out there, and it's not to like shame anybody or to anybody's discredit, but I think that we are at a point in marketing where people know what you're doing, right? Webinars were the very beginning of this, and everybody was like, oh my God, this free webinar. Like it was a thing that people actually wanted to show up to. And then 
like, they got on to us, right? Like, people knew, okay, they're going to teach me a little bit, and then there's going to be a pitch at the end. So they typically check out at that point. And so they became kind of, like, done already, right? And the same thing is true right now with five-day challenges. Everybody and their mom is doing a five-day challenge often not well, which I have a program just about that called the challenge fix, but there's a lot of challenges out there and it becomes something that people are really like tuned out from. And so if you're having a hard time getting people to stick with your launches, to stay through to the end, to make it through all five days of the challenge, this episode I think is going to be really helpful for you. And this is something that I think is helpful for anybody doing any kind of launch, right? Because it isn't just about your launch mechanism. And this is something I've talked about before, but your launch starts way before the challenge, right? It starts way before the webinar. It's not just about the event that opens the doors to your program. Your launch is everything you do leading up to that. And the things that I'm going to talk about on today's episode, you can apply to everything leading up to your launch. And when you really think about this and look at it, you'll see that some of the people having the biggest launches who are having the most success in this industry, they're using these principles. They understand what's behind this binge-worthy nature, and they're using it. And so you, once you become aware of it, because I'm going to point it out to you, you can start to use this in your marketing too. And it not only will help you stand out from other people, it will really help you engage your audience along the way. It will keep them coming back for more. It will keep them moving through your customer journey until they get to the part where you show them like the ultimate season finale where they get what they ultimately want. So there's a few things that I have identified about binge-worthy shows that I think can be super well applied to a launch. And in fact, like I said, a lot of people are already doing these things. Or not a lot of people, but like the most successful people, I can see evidence of this in their launches already. And it's because they understand the psychology and the way that people be- the way that people think, human behavior, all of these things that go into creating demand for the next thing. And so These are things that you can take right from this episode and instantly apply them into your launches. So the first thing that I think is really important is to create a through line, right? This is something like in shows where they have a bigger arc. And there's two different kinds of shows I'm sure you've noticed. There's serial shows, and then there's shows that have like a through line. Serial shows are shows like Friends, like... Um, How I Met Your Mother, like sitcoms, right? Where every episode neatly packages it up into a bow. And you can watch any episode on its own and still get a good feeling of the show, right? You're not, you don't feel like you've dropped into something and you have no idea what's going on. And then you walk away feeling like nothing got resolved, right? Those are the kind of shows that like each piece is individual. Each show, each episode is its own little nicely wrapped up bow. A lot of sitcoms are framed this way, there are some longer shows that are too. And oftentimes, these are the kind of shows that people get sick of, right? Or they're the kind of shows that people don't stick with necessarily. 
And so don't at me. I love Friends, okay? So don't at me. <laughs> but it's one of those shows that, like, you can watch. That's why they get syndicated, right? It's like Seinfeld. It's why it's on TV all the time. Because you can watch an episode from a random-ass season and still be dropped into the show. And so that is how a lot of people create content, right? This nice little neat bow where it's perfectly packaged start to end in the one little package, But that does not create demand. That does not make people want to keep moving. And so you want to look at the long game. You want to look at the arc. You want to look at the shows where like even through a season, not everything is solved. And that's how you create like this through line in your content and in your launches that makes people want to keep going to keep seeing how it's going, right? The character that's introduced in episode one has a huge arc of where they're going by the end of the season, and it's not wrapped up in a bow, right? There's drama (laughs) through every single episode where there's something that they want to keep pursuing or keep learning throughout the entire thing that keeps them coming back for more. So the first thing, like I said, is creating this thorough line, this through line, creating a clear path from one piece to the next, where like peeling an onion One piece of content, one piece of your customer journey just shows them that there's even more behind it. And they, and it leads to the next piece. They just have to keep peeling back to get to the juicy middle, right? That's exactly what you can do in your launches when you do this strategically. Rather than having everything wrap up in a nice little bow by the end of it, you create this demand for what's next. So when you peel one piece away, it makes them want more. It's kind of like eating Pringles, right? Once you pop, the bun don't stop. That's what you want your launches to be like. So when you're creating content, when you're creating a freebie, when you're creating a tiny offer, when you're creating whatever, like your launch mechanism, all of these things should like give them something and then show them that there's something more to come right? It should create this line that there's more coming. And there should be a clear line through all of it. Another really um, unhelpful marketing tip you can get from sitcoms is that like each episode isn't necessarily about the same thing as the episode before it. So like, it's not like they all have the same plot line throughout the whole thing, right? Each one has its own little plot line. And so by having these these through lines, this extended plot line that lasts through multiple episodes, you know what's going on and you become invested in that storyline. And that's what's possible with your launches too. By picking one topic or by picking one problem that you solve throughout the whole thing, that creates this really clear path from one piece to the next. It's not like, okay, I help people with launches. So today I'm going to talk about content And then tomorrow I'm going to talk about podcasting. And then the next day I'm going to talk about your course. Like it's creating this really clear line where those are all bits of it, but it runs through the whole thing. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not explaining this well, but hopefully that makes sense. So by having this clear problem that you present and tying everything back to that through line, it moves people through your content, through your freebies, through your tiny offer, through everything else in your launch 
because it's all tying back to the same bigger problem that ultimately your signature offer solves. So that's the first piece of this, having a clear path from one piece to the next, creating a through line and really looking at it as this long story arc, not necessarily like the serialized where every episode is its own little tightly wrapped bow. So you can do this in your launches in a lot of different ways with your messaging, by creating what I'm going to talk about next, um, all of these things, right? So the second piece of this, which I just alluded to, is creating cliffhangers. And this is often discussed as open loop marketing, which I am actually a big fan of because I think that not only does it like work with how our brains work, but it creates this binge-worthy effect. By creating cliffhangers, you really have an opportunity to show people, hey, wait, there's more. Hey, wait, there's more, you know? And so one of the most effective things we see in binge-worthy TV shows is where, like I was explaining at the beginning, where like the beginning of the episode, you're in the middle of a problem a problem that was created at the end of the last episode. And then that problem gets wrapped up, right? That, okay, within like the first 10 minutes, like we know that person didn't actually die, right? (laughs) Like that problem gets resolved midway through the episode. But by the end of that episode, there's another problem. But we can't find out what happens at the end of that problem until the next episode. And this utilizes this principle in psychology about open loops and how your brain wants to close a loop. And it's the reason why shows become so binge-worthy, because you want to know what's next. Your brain is craving the next thing. And as soon as they open up a storyline, as soon as they present a problem without the solution, your brain is like, wait a second, I need the solution. What are you doing to me? Did they die? Like, oh my God, you guys, Homeland, I feel like everybody is going to die at the end of the next episode. My anxiety cannot handle it. But in a good way, you can do this with your lunches, right? By creating these open loops, by making people want the next thing. So rather than just giving it to them in that tightly bow, like we, or that tight little box bow thing we talked about in the last point, like leaving a little, like create problems that you haven't solved yet. Open things up and be like, yeah, well, if you're doing this, then you probably have this bigger problem, which is exactly what I'm going to talk about in my next email or exactly what I'm going to talk about in my freebie, go download it, or exactly what I'm going to talk about in my next podcast episode. Make sure you listen. And so when you create these open loops, you leave people hanging. You create a cliffhanger and you're like, oh my God, what happens? I need to know the next thing, right? It makes them push next episode on your launch. It makes them search for your next piece of content. It makes them open up your next email and makes them opt into your freebie. It makes them opt into your launch mechanism. It creates this open loop in their brain that they want to close. And when you create cliffhangers in your content, when you create cliffhangers in your messaging, when you create cliffhangers in your launches, it makes people want the next thing, right? You are presenting a problem that you do not solve in the same breath. You open it up and then say, and in my next episode, that's when I'm going to solve this problem. And that creates this pull and this magnetism and this desire and demand to see the next thing. And so this is a really powerful marketing tool and technique because it makes people want more. And of course, like 
I'm sure it could be abused somehow, though that's not coming to my mind in this specific moment of how you can abuse that. I guess like bait and switch would be involved in that. But like, as long as you are giving people the thing that you promised at the end of the last thing, then this is a perfectly powerful, acceptable tool to use in your marketing to keep people wanting more. And so really start thinking about how can I connect these things using cliffhangers to make people do the next thing, to make them want the next thing, to make them read the next email, to make them opt into my freebie, to really get them to take the next action to get to the next episode. This is especially powerful, and this is something I teach inside the Challenge Fix, in your five-day challenges. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is wrapping each day up into a nice little bow. And then they get frustrated when people don't come back for the next day. And it's like, well, you just gave them a complete solution, right? You just gave them the whole day and you didn't tell them why they need to come back tomorrow. And so by creating these open loops, by saying, yeah, I solved that problem in this episode, but next, like I'm gonna make you another problem or I'm gonna present another problem, And I'm going to solve that in the next episode. That's how you get people to binge it. That's how you get people to keep going through it. And it creates that demand for them to keep finishing it, right? To keep watching the next episode, to keep watching the next one, because they know that not only will they get the answer to the problem that you presented, but then you're going to present another one to keep them going down this path until they finish your challenge. So that's one of the most powerful places where you can use this, but you can use this in your content. You can I teach people to use this in your emails. I think that this is such a powerful way to train people to open your emails is to present the problem that your next email will solve. If you have low email open rates, train people to open your emails using cliffhangers, using open loops. So That's the second one. And this, again, like is so heavily used in TV shows. You know exactly what I'm talking about. How they, like you jump right into the middle of a problem in the beginning of an episode. They solve it by the middle of the episode. By the end of the episode, there's another problem that needs to be solved and they're not gonna solve it till the next episode. It's like, you should just stop after the character is not actually dead and go to bed because you know if you keep watching, they're gonna be in peril again and you're gonna have to keep watching. So that is the second one, is creating those cliffhangers. And then the third tip or the third thing that you can take from binge-worthy TV shows into your launches is to make them invested. This is one of the things that keeps people coming back for more when it comes to TV shows is you become invested, right? You care about the characters. You want to see how it ends. You feel like you've put so much into this that you have to make it to the end. And that's how you want people to feel as well. Now, unfortunately, a really lazy way to try to get people invested is to have them pay. And I have tried this. I have implemented this strategy with not great results because you know me, I like to try things and learn from them. And what I found is that being invested financially in a launch is not a terribly effective way to get people to finish the launch, especially because you can't charge people a lot of money for a launch, right? It's not like you can say, all right, pay me $500 for me to launch to you. And so you're creating a low ticket, which means low investment in general. And people just like people value 
other things more than they value money. And so being invested financially does not guarantee that somebody's going to be invested emotionally or invested in themselves and, and getting them to stay to the end. So Money is one way to do this, but it's not a great one. And instead, I recommend really implementing the psychology behind it and getting them invested in other ways. So like I had said with TV shows, we become invested in the characters, right? We feel connected to what they're going through. And connection is one of the most powerful ways that you can connect with your audience as well, right? Get them to feel connected to you. Get them to feel connected to the mission. Get them to feel connected to your message. Message. When you build when you build that connection and you really solidify that through your launches, people will want to finish it because they want to finish it, right? Because they're invested in how this goes. And so especially when it comes to like the mission that you are here to create, to the movement that you are creating with your content, with how you are showing up in the world, that make people buy into that, right? So for example, and I like to use this example, even though I have never done her programs and I don't even follow her, but there is a woman who has a program called the Free Mama Movement. And it's a program for virtual assistants. I had a virtual assistant who went through her program and people become invested in the movement that you're creating or that she's created, right? And they become lifelong loyal customers because they believe in the free mama movement. And her whole messaging is around becoming a virtual assistant so that you can have freedom in your motherhood to stay home with your kids and make choices and not have to go back to work. And people care so deeply about that, that they purchase her program to be a part of her movement. And so they become invested in the movement that she's creating. And you can create a movement with what you're creating too. And this is actually something I teach at the very beginning of the Aligned Launch Lab is how to identify the movement that you're creating so that people become invested in the change, not just in the product, right? They become invested in the greater change that you're creating with what you're doing in the world. And so this is one way to get people to be invested, right? Get them to buy into the change that you're creating and they'll go through the launch, right? They will see what it takes to get to that change. And so that's one way to get them emotionally invested to the mission, to the movement that you've created around your offer, around what you are doing in the world. Another way to do this that's a little bit less existential is to create an incentive, right? Gamification or in some kind of intrinsic incentive for them to stick it out. This used to be a huge thing on webinars, though I don't watch a ton of webinars anymore, so I don't know if people still do it, but like stay to the end and you get a free gift, right? And so that is one of the things that you can do in your launches and it works, but by creating some kind of bonus to get them to finish it. Another really great way to do this is with gamification. And a friend of mine who I'm having on the podcast here soon, Ariel at Dream Pro, she used this cool app during her last challenge that gave people points for participating, right? They got points for watching the video. They got points for sharing. They got points for like participating in the daily prompts. And so by creating this gamification and rewarding people for participating, they become invested 
in that, right? They become more invested in the outcome of that because they want to win something, right? They want to get something at the end if there's a bonus or a discount or whatever, right? Another really cool way I've seen gamification done, um, and I know I talk about it all the time, but Brandon Lucero does this with a bingo during his launch. He does like trivia and he quizzes you on what he talked about in his video series and you have a chance to win. And I think that that's really cool, right? It makes people pay attention in a different way and it makes people go through it because if they want to win, then they have to know the information. And so there are cool ways to like gamify and make people extrinsically motivated to be invested in your offer, but you can also get them intrinsically motivated and intrinsically invested by really creating that mission and that movement around the change that you're creating and get people to buy into that. And then of course they'll buy into your launches because they wanna be a part of that movement. So that is what I was thinking about while watching Homeland the other day because it was really freaking intense. And I hope that this was helpful. I feel like there's so much that we can learn from areas that are outside of what we're doing. And if you're going through life only looking at things that seem relevant to what you're doing for information, then you're not looking big enough, right? You're not thinking big enough. Another really great example of ways that I'm learning and things that I'm learning about marketing is Duolingo. I started learning Spanish a month ago and I have never stuck with anything this long. I mean, that's not true. I've stuck with a lot of things this long, but I've been doing it for 30 days. I just hit my 30 day streak and like there's a lot of gamification involved. And I feel like there's a lot that we can learn about learning and about human behavior from apps like this. So I'm definitely planning an episode to talk about what I've learned about marketing and launching from Duolingo. But I think that like there's a lot of things that we're experiencing in life that relate to what you're doing in your business if you have the opportunity to look at it that way. So I hope that this was helpful. If you have not watched Homeland, you have to watch it. It's wonderful. Um, And I wish that I had, oh, I do have an open loop for you. And you definitely want to listen to the podcast next week because I sit down with my friend who's an an astrogeographer and her name is Alyssa Donato. And we have a really great conversation about trusting yourself and about bees. And you're definitely not going to want to miss it. So thank you so much for listening to the Launch Fix podcast. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating or review or check out our Facebook group or do all the things. Follow me on Instagram at jess.oconnell underscore. And I will see you in my next episode. Have a good one.